0: Hi everyone, it's Caitlin. I am super excited to announce my new project, Offerings Oracle. Offerings Oracle is a 33-card, full-color Oracle deck, meant to deepen your intimacy and connection to the good spirits who surround and support you. In order to make this new project a reality, I need your help. My Kickstarter launches on February 28th. You can learn more about Offerings Oracle and sign up for Kickstarter notifications at motherofmystics.com slash offerings dash oracle. Thank you so much for your support. I'll see you soon. Bye. Hermes drawn near into my prayer incline. Arts, gymnastic, and in fraud, divine.
1: Dire weapon of the tongue which men revere. Be present, Hermes, and myself land here. Welcome to Third Eye Bind, episode 25, Folklore and Fairy Tales. Okay. <laughs> Hi, yomi chaumo, Laura. Oh, me llamo Caitlin Grania. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and welcome to Third Eye Bind.
0: In this episode, we are discussing folklore, folklore and
1: fairy tales, <laughs> but probably mostly folklore. Mostly
0: folklore. What's the difference, really? What's the, yeah, what yeah, is the difference? We'll get really? into that. Yeah, a
1: little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is, I'm really excited, really, really excited for this episode. I me think too. it's something we wanted to do for a really long time. Mm-hmm. But before we get into that. If you like us and you want to support us, you can share this podcast with others, tell someone about it that you think might enjoy it, Mm -hmm. or if you really like us, you can subscribe to us on Patreon, and that's patreon.com slash Anything, Anything helps.
0: Anything helps, reposting our reels, sharing the podcast through like Spotify or your other apps, like all of that helps boost us, ratings, um, comments on YouTube, we appreciate it so much. So much. And we're thankful for everybody who already has subscribed and is interacting with our content all the time. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Let's just get into it. Let's get into it. Why am I bad at shuffling today? Ooh, that's it. Do I cut the deck? No. No? Mm, no. I always feel weird when I don't cut it. Are you sure? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? I pulled the five of pentacles. Okay. And the song for this card is blood is on the table and oh. the mouths. Are all choking, but I'm going hungry. I'm
1: going hungry. I'm trying to think of what it's the temple five the dog.
0: of Pentacles looks like in um Yeah,
1: that that's one of the cards that I was like a little confused about actually when I created that.
0: Why deck. am I having a hard time visualizing it right now? I only dream about tarot all the time. Five so, of Pentacles. Oh. Oh, I think it's I, the tough one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think I remember now. Go.
0: Actually, okay, this is. I'm getting it now. So the five of pentacles brings us to this moment in time where we aren't able to access the resources that we need. In the traditional Smith Waite imagery, you see two people who are injured, their clothes are tattered, they're walking outside in the cold, kind of clutching onto what little clothing they do have. Mm. There's bandages on their heads and around their ankles. And behind them, you see this stained glass window with five pentacles. And it looks very warm and inviting inside. And I think this is interesting when we think of folklore. Like folklore are the stories that connect us to our culture to our ancestry, to our history, to our way of understanding the world around us and how it came to be and how it continues to evolve in front of us. And in American culture, um, so much of American culture is about whitewashing these histories disappearing them entirely and it leaves us in this very vulnerable state like the two figures in the five of pentacles who feel like they don't belong anywhere and for a lot of folks of different diasporas and even folks whose families immigrated from different parts of europe for whatever reason a lot of our parents and grandparents had to assimilate in order to feel safe, in order to feel successful. And it's left the current generations in this spot of feeling like, well, who am I? Where do I belong? And folklore, which we talk about all the time on Mm -hmm. this show, is a beautiful way to figure that out yes it's a beautiful way to begin the process of reconnecting and even if you don't know exactly where your family is from if you have a general idea you can start with these stories because often the stories of one region find their way to other regions as well, mm-hmm. find their way to other continents as yeah. well. And we see a lot of patterns and similarities. And so by beginning to dive into folklore, we start to see which warmly lit windows are actually inviting us in by name. Yes. And it's a really lovely way to find a sense of belonging when that's something that you are lacking. Mm-hmm.
1: That's what I, when I, you pulled that card and I realized what card it was. Yes. And like the fact that it's difficult, like I pictured like the difficulty and the struggle to like find out the knowledge as a witch of these like really pre-Christian Catholic, there is some sort of like, when you said the tattered. that's all they have is like their tattered clothes or like the very little knowledge that you have, like the very little like things that you have, like hobbling together like and we're going to talk about how to do that today yeah and use some like examples um so it's not just you know oh yeah you'll figure it out like some like practical ways you can like do yes. that through stories right because a few things to know about yes everything a lot of things are whitewashed and also mm-hmm. the the scholars who wrote down these stories often have biases. Absolutely. That will change like the intent and meaning and like complete structure Mm -hmm. of a story sometimes. If it's maybe was more pagan in nature, it will be through the lens of like Christian or Catholic Mm -hmm. mindsets of the person writing it down. Mm -hmm. So, and oftentimes even today, most authors are white. And so we consume like that Mm -hmm. bias.
0: I think you touched on something you said a lot of amazing things
1: per oh my usual. God, thank you.
0: Um, but <laughs> something I wanna circle back to is that something along the lines of it's not so easy to access. And yeah. I think when we grow up in this like two-day delivery world, we expect things to happen quickly and we can find ourselves frustrated when it doesn't. And investigating the folklore of your culture, your ancestors, it takes time.
1: It does take a lot of
0: time. It takes effort. It takes a lot of reading (laughs) or listening, Um, but it's not something that you just suddenly can have an abundance of knowledge on like it is a lifelong journey of collecting stories and Mm -hmm. dissecting these stories and like you said trying to understand the nuances and perspectives and biases Mm -hmm. of the people who wrote this stuff down and it's definitely one of those things that takes time and effort in order to
1: figure out it takes time and effort and also like using your own intuition and like divination mm. to like discern our favorite word what's for you or what's calling to you the most that you can use in your own practice mm. or implement in there like these little tidbits of information so it's and for some for some cultures as you'll see in my examples it's more prevalent mm-hmm. than others so it's not like every culture has like a a document like scottish folklore right totally Um, you know like sometimes these things are lost so it takes more of your intuition to Mm -hmm. to pinpoint Mm -hmm. what you can take from it it's really interesting it's and it is definitely if you're like it's being a little detective
0: it is like being a little detective and you have to find like
1: the joy and fun in that Mm. or it's going to be real frustrating if you just want (laughs) if you just want a book on basque culture good luck about basque like magic i know yeah good luck Mm -hmm. like that's that's hard to that's like a really hard um culture to pinpoint you know
0: well, and, like, part of the reason it's also so hard to just find a book yeah. is that folklore is primarily an oral tradition. Yeah. It's primarily an oral mm-hmm. tradition. So if a language is lost, if you're disconnected from, you know, the people of the actual land, um, yeah, it's just some things you can't access. And you kind of have to find creative ways to figure it mm-hmm. out or you have to mm-hmm. find other elders or yeah, mentors of similar strong. cultures or of that culture yeah and try to build community with them so it's yeah it's a
1: process it's a process and someone and if you're lucky enough to have like uh you know an ancestry that's like well documented and there's still elders living and like mm-hmm. or maybe you grew up in like a magical you know like you like you know for some for you know Like growing up with like people you could actually talk Mm -hmm. to about it. That's so cool. I just think that's really cool. And um, yeah, there's still a lot, you know, most of us are, well, some of us are mixed like races. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be always something to find out, you know, Mm -hmm. or like have a deeper connection to Mm -hmm. everyone's different. Yeah. And it's, it's really fun. It is.
0: This is part of the fun. I agree.
1: So. So yeah, for, so for me, the, the two main things that I'm, I'm really trying to research, like, uh, my European Portuguese Azorian families from the Azores. Okay. So for example, that is a very like hard, they're like a series of islands, right? Mm -hmm. So, and they're like colonized and before that, there was allegedly no native people before they found it. But that doesn't mean there wasn't magic. Mm. But it's like, it's hard to find that information without, because there's a heavy Catholic bias with everything <laughs> that, like, I got a bunch of, this is a book, this is the book on Azore. It's called Azorian Legends as Folklore by A. Furtado, Brum, and R.O. And it's just like, Oh, it's Ange- Angela for Tato Broom. And, uh, but all of these, all of these tales are like very Catholic heavy, <laughs> you know, and it's very like, um, very Virgin Mary, which is okay. It's yeah, cool. We she's like a magical, the Virgin Mary. She's a magical lady. But it's like the Virgin Mary as like saving them from magic and shit, like witchcraft. <laughs> like the witchcraft is bad. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the magic is bad. But, so that could be a deterrent you're reading you're like this isn't pro this isn't magic Mm -hmm. this but so that's for me you have to go deeper and say okay what do all of these these stories have in common for what i've noticed they have water in common the ocean Mm -hmm. the trade of the azorian culture is fishing so Mm -hmm. water water spirits water gnomes like all of the little villains in these stories are like water entities Mm. so i mean they're islands so you think about like island magic like things that have to do with the water for me and i'm like okay Mm. like whaling was a thing that they did a lot. They yeah, and it's like terrible to think about. But they did they need they used the whale. Yeah. That's what they hunted.
0: Yeah. So it's not like they were factory farming whales. Yeah. Like
1: <laughs> So like dolphins and whales and sea creatures, like for me that's something I've always been drawn to. So that's something to take note of. Like mm-hmm. working with the ocean. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean, you know, that you can't find something just because there's like a bias on top of it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's also volcanoes in the Azores. So there's, you know, what like volcanic magic. There's like none of it written down, but mm-hmm. maybe you can sort of learn about volcanoes and like what comes out of the volcanoes and like mm-hmm. when and why and sort of like craft your own fun like practices around it or go visit other volcanoes or things like you know what I mean? Just Absolutely. like these weird little trails of breadcrumbs that you can sort of like understand why they lived the way they lived Mm -hmm. and if you have like a direct line like i do you understand that like the azorean people immigrated to the us Mm -hmm. and settled in coastal towns Mm -hmm. which is where i'm from a coastal town in california because they were like smart like okay we got a fish like let's go to the central coast or let's go to the east coast yeah So looking in those places for like, you know, where they Mm -hmm. went to and like all this, it's interesting. That's, that's sort of the, and then the book is like literally this thick, it's like half an inch thick. (laughs) And then we have cultures like my Scottish, um, Scottish fairy tales and folklore (laughs) is literally like four inches thick. If you're, (laughs) if you're listening to this, it's, it's. Fucking and it's way more focused on pagan magic and mm. and fae and there's so many more like so many more examples of that kind of shit, you know. Whereas in the Azorian book, it's like. Oh, there's a sea gnome. He wants to throw this guy in the ocean, but he ate his garlic, so he's okay. You know, <laughs> And then it's like noting that garlic was something that protected them, right? Okay,
0: and garlic as a protective talisman, whether it's through eating it, hanging it at your door, um, rubbing it on your body, carrying yeah. on your person, that's something you see all over the place you see it in jewish magic um my great grandfather was ashkenazi jew and you see it in italian folk magic and my maternal grandfather's um from calabria Mm -hmm. by way of appalachia and it's just interesting when you see these like Repeating patterns mm-hmm. in different parts of the globe. I love that. Yeah,
1: like like that. Okay, garlic. Cool. Let's think about garlic. I mm-hmm. love garlic. This in the book in the in this folklore book they just fucking eat it like straight up. Yeah. Eat it. And there's like certain days of the the year that are super like magical. Super and, like, garlicky. Super garlicky. <laughs> October 28th and February 2nd.
0: Okay, that makes sense because that's like Halloween and yeah. in bulk.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's fucking cool. But it's like they won't go fishing or go outside because there's um I think they're called the Libra- the Hold on, hold on. I the bookmark the legend of the little sea devils. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like the little sea devils. Yeah, like things
1: like that. Like okay, it's the only one I bookmarked. But I think they're called the and and I'm sorry if they're not. Um, but yeah, little sea devils sound fun. But <laughs> all of the negative like. Entities or the tricksters come from the ocean,
0: yeah, so it's it's fun that's that makes sense because, like the ocean is vast and dark and, and unexplored. Yeah, you know, you will never see all of the ocean. It's no. just not possible. The ocean, yeah. honestly, like I have a reverent fear of it. Oh, me too. <laughs> definitely. I think that's healthy, like whales
1: whales are gnarly are
0: so big. And, and people just, hunted them. I, it like my brain, like struck, my brain whales? that has seen skyscrapers struggles to comprehend. How do you kill whales? whales? How do they all fit in there? The they, ocean is so big.
1: The ocean is. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and there's so much that we just have not and will never see, and it's fascinating to me. My, like, yeah,
1: sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. There's just like so many cultures that have. Are surrounded by water. Yes. And they're all different, but they all tend to have like mm-hmm. sketchy, scary sea creatures. Yeah, absolutely. their folklore.
0: Well, okay. And if you think about how all of the, like, uh, what do we want to call them? I guess v- the villains, but like the spookies or whatever, the tricksters and yeah. stuff. If they come from the ocean and then you we go to like Scottish folklore, they come from, like there's so much unexplored grassland and forest yeah. land and like that's where all of the st- i have a story oh yeah can, can I, I read please read a story okay i want to read
1: a story yeah. that i i've i uh there's obviously way more in here pieces of moonlight okay i'm gonna read you a little tale this is from the book scottish folk and fairy tales by brendan mcmillan and it's actually really cool and it's Um, like a series of like these little short stories, right? So this isn't too long, but I thought this one was really cool and had nice visuals. Now tales of animals shedding their skin and walking in the form of men have led to many a Scottish lost love tale before they return to their own world again. These stories usually involve the sea in the shape of selkies and their kin though so there are others from the animal world who do a similar kind of thing. I think he was rhyming kin with thing, and I'm thin.
0: I feel like in the Scottish accent it works. <laughs> yeah,
1: in, in Laura's accent it does not work. In the valley girl accent it doesn't work. It is not from the sea that they come, but from the ground beneath your feet. Mm. Far more secretive than the seal folk, a lot rarer to ever meet. These creatures look like large badgers, the Bruic they are called, staunch worshippers of the moon at its beauty they are enthralled Mm. it is once a month that they emerge from their great underground sets moving quickly in the shadows they cast powerful silhouettes far larger than their mortal cousins to hold the moon in their hands they long the full moon you see brings a magic and such an allure can be strong Mm. the brook congregate in woodland using the clearings of the sith shedding off their normal skin for one night to walk the earth free. I feel like I said Sith wrong, but I'm a Star Wars fan, so I'm gonna, it's, scythe. it's probably Scythe. It's scythe. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Under the clearings of the Scythe, shedding off their normal skin for one night to walk the earth free. While the seal folk may be bonnie, capable of breaking a mortal's heart, the Bruic are far a sterner race of that kind of thing, they want no part. The Bruick care only for silver, which they believe is moonlight in solid form. Mm. It has left them with an unending quest. They feel compelled to perform. Through the highlands, they search for it. For one day, to the god return, to get in the way of their task would be a sore lesson to learn. The Bruic you see are powerful creatures, their muscles built by digging each day. Never was a race so stoic from their pursuit to never stray. Though these brook are not malevolent, they can be a dangerous foe. To refuse the part to part with your silver wares would lead to being dealt a heavy blow. So how are you to take precautions to keep your silver secure? Well, it is only on the full moon itself that these creatures emerge to procure. Keep your eyes on stocky folk. Big shoulders are a sure giveaway. <laughs> also those of pale skin with jet black hair through which runs a stripe of white or gray. (laughs) That's what I look like. (laughs) (laughs) Simply, simply keep your silver hidden, for in the moonlight to the brook it glows. It seems to want to call them as if the silver knows. Mm. If you take that warning, they'll bypass you on their collecting spree. So have your wits about you on that night to keep your silver as safe as it can be. I just thought that was really cool. I love that. That's such a cool visual. Well, and
0: I've heard of Selkies, but I had never yeah.
1: heard of, what are they called again? Bruic. Bruic. And they come from the earth. Yeah. And they're and really they love into the, the moon, moon so much that they want, they can't get it. So they want like anything that's shiny it and looks silver. like the moon
0: kind of cute i feel like
1: they're cute <laughs> i know except they're supposed to be big and stocky and like
0: so intimidating i guess so that story's got a lot of stuff in it right yeah but bears are also cute sorry I was bears <laughs> are also yeah. cute
1: but like the moon as a source of power cool yeah silver as something very valuable to magical folk and that Is a direct connection to the moon, Mm -hmm. a reflection of the moon. So you might say, oh, this is like very, I know it's just very tidbits, but like you might say, oh, I didn't know that. So on the full moon, maybe I will, you know, keep my silver safe or or you know i don't know use it in some way or associate mm-hmm. it in some way to like just little things like yeah. that where it's like but there's just a fuck ton of if you want like
0: more lunar magic in your life you can start wearing more silver yeah. and things like
1: that yeah or, or give offerings of silver to these like for to the full yeah. moon creatures that you know what i mean like yeah there's so much shit in here the fairy oh, i'll read this one later sorry this is the fairy bridge this one made me cry but, yeah. Read it. Okay. Are you sure? It's yeah. just Laura's story time no, right now. No, no, no. I'm okay. enjoying this. Okay, this one's a little shorter. This one made me cry. The Fairy Bridge. I love crying. Let's cry. <laughs> <laughs> there is a place of magic they've hidden in plain sight, where you may catch a glimpse of the fae, if you're lucky enough that night. Mm. In the woods of Glyn Quiran, I don't know how to say that, the fairy craftsmen built a bridge. For this to them was a sacred site, a place of pilgrimage. The bridge is a thing of beauty, hidden by alder, pine, and larch. Over this bridge at certain times a year comes the fairy march. Green banners as their standard, pipers play the music of the scythe. Not many have ever witnessed it, but oh, what a sight to see. The meaning of their ways long now lost, why they march is not now clear. Once they cross the flowing water, they simply fade and disappear. Where moments earlier life had been everywhere, now you'll be left there alone. All that remains of the procession, the bridge they made of stone. Mm. Like, that's so sad. The bridge they made of stone. Like, why is there no magic there? Why? Because they had to hide? They had to hide because of... Religious overtaking? Like, I don't know. It's mm. so sad.
0: Mm-hmm. They had okay. to hide so that they could, yeah, survive.
1: Yeah, mm. I don't know. But it's sad. It's just the fact that maybe no one believes in them or no one seems to care to look for them anymore.
0: Mm.
1: It's also probably better. Don't go looking for them. But Liffey. like, yeah, maybe, maybe it's a good thing, but I would like to see that. But what do we deduce from this other than that is like hidden by alder pine and larch. Those are types of trees.
0: hmm So and like they've chose those trees those are like for a reason. Trees,
1: maybe hiding. Maybe like if you're doing a spell where you don't want to be seen or you want to sort of like Mm -hmm. maybe you use those. Maybe you get some pines. I don't know. Like get creative with it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. These are magical. So yes, there's there's a lot, but yeah. Versus fucking my Azorian book, which is like the, there's one about a girl who wants to become, says she wants to become a witch casually. And then like all the witches come and try to get her and there's a goat. And then she goes, Virgin Mary, no, save me. And then she wakes up naked in a, in a bramble bush all covered with cuts. And then men find her and they're like, you stupid girl. So yeah, there, there's a lot of different, I love they are more moral tales with the, yeah. with the Catholics. Yeah. It's very fun. For sure. Um, what do you got?
0: I mean, okay, so I have an Italian folktale. Here's the thing. Mine are not as magical as yours.
1: <laughs> That's okay. The, the, the Zorian one's not very magical. Yeah. It's more like, we killed a whale and the garlic. And, yay. Um, you know, on my dad's <laughs>
0: side, my dad's from Cuba. And like most of the stories there are about like finding a husband who won't.
1: Yeah. Beat you. (laughs) Or it's like obeying your husband in the Azores Um, or like um, conforming to your gender roles. There's
0: this like one story and there's actually been like a children's book published about it. But like there was this young woman who was um, at the age to start courting suitors to Mm. become a bride. Right. And all of her family members give her these gifts and she stands at the window and different suitors come and her abuela says, here's my one bit of advice for you. Um when you're when each suitor arrives, I want you to offer them coffee and spill the coffee on their shoes. Mm. And she was like, Why would I?' do that that sounds like a terrible idea and she's like you just need to trust me and so the first suitor comes and she did exactly what her abuela said she went to offer him coffee and spilled it on her his shoes and he like lost his mind started flipping the fuck out and he then he like calmed down was like okay will you marry me and she was like fuck no and this happens three different times where three different suitors come and she spills coffee on their shoes and they like totally go bonkers, get kind of violent. And she's like, nope, that's not what I want at all. And so then the last suitor, she goes to offer him coffee and he grabs it and spills it on her shoes. And she starts laughing and she was like did you know what my secret was and he was like i have an abuela too and like she responded she responded gently he made a joke about it and then they ended up getting married and that's how she knew and the moral of that story is like do something a little bit annoying so that you can find out if your partner is going to abuse you early on (laughs) before you say yes what's
1: their temperament what's
0: their temperament like and Like
1: that's very my
0: my Latine friends watching this will know that like machismo is a really big problem in our community. Fem side is a huge problem in our community. One that goes all the way from Central America to South America through the Caribbean. And this story as like silly and lighthearted as it is Mm. really is like a good warning Um, and a good tool to like see how somebody is going to treat you when the situation is difficult Mm -hmm. and to find that out early on and not wait until it's too late yeah Um, because my my am I gonna cry (laughs) am I gonna cry like my family's history like my abuela's mom kicked out the dad eventually because she got tired of taking his shit and my abuelo's dad his mom died when shortly after he was born and his dad was awful like an awful drunk would Mm -hmm. disappear for days at a time he didn't have food most of the time and like on my mom's side like the men were primarily a problem and so it's interesting that this is the type of story that i came to know (laughs) Given, they're like, don't make the same mistakes that we did. Mm -hmm. Don't make the same mistakes that we did. Mm. Damn. Yeah. Magic.
1: (laughs) But but those practical Practical lessons are practical. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's not all like fucking fairies and yeah. farm animals you know what I mean like it's mm-hmm. it's practical information that you can just learn for Helps your you life survive. which affects your magic exactly so it's not just like
0: ooh, oh if you don't feel safe like how do you practice yeah. any sort of magic and so yeah. that's definitely that type There's- of.
1: There's, like, story. warnings against interracial marriage in this book. Ooh. Like, there's... No, it's bad. I, I, say, I didn't read that that one. I was like, I'm <laughs> not like going... I'm not going to go there. But. Um, yeah.
0: <laughs> a story that I did find amusing. I don't really know a lot of Italian folklore. Like, because my grandpa mostly grew up in Appalachia, like, his... Mm. The stuff we talked about was, like... <laughs> things in trees and not going outside at night and (laughs) and he like played the spoons it was really cool um but i started looking into italian folklore and the one story that i found the most amusing was called how the devil married three
1: sisters not (laughs) strigonona
0: I do love Stregonona. <laughs> I want to be Stregonona. That's our own
1: folklore of our generation. Oh, and Striganona. I want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Children's book, yeah.
0: Or like pop culture as mm-hmm. the new folklore, even. Um, okay, Okay, okay but okay. so the story is called When the Devil, or How the Devil Married Three Sisters. And so the Tight. devil decided one day, I want to get married. I'm bored, I want to get married. And so he disguised himself as a handsome man, as he does, and (laughs) goes through this Italian town until he finds this house with a mom, a dad, and three young women who are sisters. And he picks who he thinks is the most beautiful of them all and offers the family, you know, a good dowry, and they're like, take her. Um, So he brings her home to his his palace and he says all of this is yours everything is yours but you cannot open this one door do not open this one door okay and he gives her a gift of it's like a bouquet of flowers and it's fixed to her bosom somehow amazing amazing right these beautiful fresh flowers and so when he leaves to go to work Wherever this is, she goes, (laughs) all the crossroads, I guess. Yeah. She immediately was like, I have to open that door. That's going to be the first thing I do. And so she opens the door and it's the fucking fires of hell. And she's like, oh, fuck, I married the devil. And it singed. The fires of hell reached up and singed the flowers singed on her bosom, her Tata flowers. Mm. And that's what I kind of wonder. I'm like, is this like a euphemism for areola? Like, I don't know. So then the devil gets oh. home and he's like, your flowers, they're cinched. And he immediately knew that she opened the door. So he, like, drags her over there and pushes her into the hellfires. <laughs> and then he goes back. I smacked the mic, sorry. Um, he goes back to the house and he somehow convinces the family to let him marry the next daughter and takes right. her home with him. He's right. that
1: charming and leaves,
0: hot. He's that charming, hot, and rich, I guess? Like vampires? <laughs> vampires are vampires always They all have castles for rich some Rich and hot, I um, don't know.
1: <laughs> just the way, it's just the way it is. So
0: then he takes her home, and the exact same thing happens. She gets curious, he gets home, sees that the flowers are singed, tosses her into hell. Okay. Because he doesn't want his wife to know his secret. And so then he goes back, to the house and he's like i'm gonna marry the last bride and the bride the like sister is like he's definitely murdered my last two sisters but i'm gonna i'm gonna do this i'm gonna agree and so mm-hmm. <laughs> he brings her home and goes off on his day and she takes the flowers off of her dress and puts them in a vase of water because she thought go. they were pretty mm-hmm. and so then she's like walking around and decides to open the last door and she sees in the pits of hell her two sisters Mm. and so she quickly like pulls them up and out and hides them in the house and shuts the door and they tell her what happened so she runs and grabs the flowers from the vase and puts them back on her dress and when he gets home he's like oh i'm tearing out your boobs
1: yeah (laughs) um, i'll be that okay
0: so he's like oh the flowers are still there so you must really trust me and love me so now he falls all the way in love with sister number three right He goes to work the next day and she's like, I'm going to hatch a plan. I'm hatching a plan to send my sisters home. So he puts together this. She puts together this trunk, this big like shipping trunk and stuffs her sister in one and gets another trunk and stuffs her sister in the other. And when the devil gets home from work that day, she's like, look, I do what you tell me. I stay at home. I do the things you ask of me. I don't open the door. Mm -hmm. I need you to do something for me without asking any questions. I need you to take this trunk to my parents' house. And not set it down, not take any breaks, and don't look inside of it. Mm. And he's like, okay. And so he picks up the trunk and he's like, fuck, this is heavy. And she shouts from the balcony like, I can see you. Don't take a break. Don't stop. And so he keeps walking. And then he hears her voice again. I can see you. Don't take a break. Don't stop. And it's actually the sister inside of the trunk Mm. who's saying it now. And he gets it all the way to the house. And then the next day she does it again with the next trunk, right? Mm. And then... On the last day, she makes a dummy of herself out of like a dressmaker's form and like a corn sack or something like that and sticks it on the balcony and she stuffs herself in a trunk.
1: Nice.
0: And makes him carry the last trunk all the way home. So all three sisters end up getting delivered home, right? He gets back home after he's done And he's calling up to her and he's like, get down here right now. He's getting annoyed that she won't come down. And he finally goes up and he realizes it's a farce. This is a doll. This is not my wife. And so Uh. he marches down to the house and he sees all three sisters alive on the balcony waving to him. Fuck you, Satan. And the moral of that story is trick a trickster
1: (laughs) you can trick a trickster you can certainly trick a trickster if we recall the coyote shitting story i like to tell (laughs) you can trick a trickster you can absolutely trick (laughs) a trickster (laughs) i love that i like it too outwit
0: outwitting the devil the devil And, like, that's women's work, like outwitting the devil. That's kind of cool to me. That's a really cool story. Right? I love that. I like that. And it's also kind of like about illusions and glamour magic, even because you're making things appear as they are not. And I just think that's Mm, really interesting.
1: Creating an effigy. Mm -hmm. Like, truly, I like a good effigy.
0: Literally. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Was tied to her freedom. Yes. Mm -hmm.
1: I do think a big part of deducing information that you can that is useful to you from these stories is being creative Mm -hmm. and knowing and giving yourself like allowing yourself to be creative and then sort of that goes into your discernment and your intuition because intuition and discernment are part of creativity Mm -hmm. right so like allowing yourself to go off book a little Mm -hmm. bit and sort of just Yeah, create that. You don't have to, like, tell everybody about it. You know what I mean? You can just keep these things for yourself and experiment. And, like, that's what's fun. Absolutely. It makes it more fun. And it's, I think, I think it's good to let people know that, like, it's not straightforward. Mm -hmm. You're not going to find many, unless you're fucking Scottish or Irish (laughs) or British, apparently, um, many, like, recorded things where it's, like, Mm -hmm. very magically centered. Mm. Yeah, so. a lot of it
0: is about lessons, yeah, life lessons. Yeah, moral tales. Um, I just realized I told two stories about like betrothals. Yeah,
1: well, that's a big theme <laughs> yeah. in like, yeah. cool because what else
0: did you have? Yeah, if you were not a cis man, like yeah. that was
1: that was the, that was it. The, <laughs> you those got are married. who recorded these stories, mm-hmm. right? When that's the bias we're kind of talking about. Yeah. That was you kind of get to see? the the scene and the characters of the time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important to, like, to, topography of mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. Because magic is connected to the earth, and the earth mm-hmm. has stuff. And what kind of stuff did it have? Like, even just learning, like, about the alder trees and shit. Like, just yes. even, like, those little, whether it's, like, centered in the story or not, like, mm-hmm. those little details can, like, help fill in the blanks Yes, of, like, imagining that time and that time frame or like connecting to your ancestors right mm-hmm. yeah
0: mm-hmm. i think what's cool about folklore too is that you know some of it is very much like a long long time ago or back before we had fire there's definitely a cuban story about two trickster twins who get fire for their mom so that they can cook because there's no fire um which is always, I think we talked about this in the trickster episode. Mm -hmm. It's always the trickster that brings fire.
1: Or the life or the creation stories, yeah.
0: Because it's a crow, it's Prometheus, it's the twins. Like it's always a trickster who Mm -hmm. gives us that gift. Fascinating. Mm -hmm. Um, But some of them really are specific to like before this time. And then others, you can tell them and it could be happening right now. Like even that story of the three sisters or the other one I told, like those could be happening yeah. Today, yeah, and we can gain insight about our present through them as well, yeah, I don't know. it's just interesting to me,
1: no, it's like the fairy story, like mm-hmm. like why are the fairies gone? It's like, well, maybe they fucking deforested the fairies, you know what I mean, or like maybe they don't want to be gone? seen anymore yeah. or like what you know, like that's still relevant, like yeah, not, or maybe, not they're maybe they're migratory they they didn't <laughs> want yeah, it's like they're like go maybe they they moved on or something mm-hmm. like there's just why did those trees like the like the tools don't change if they're still growing right Mm -hmm. like herbs and plants and things like still grow like the story of like the thistle of scotland is in here like why is that the symbol of scotland Mm. and it's cool it's a quick short short story basically they're fighting with the vikings as they do and they were like sleeping and the vikings were gonna attack during the night and be sneaky, mm-hmm. but those fuckers kn- didn't know that there's like the ground was covered in thistle, and they didn't know because they're barefoot.
0: Right, that they didn't know so they were pokey. like, oh shit, they're pokey, and <laughs> then they take woke you them out.
1: up. <laughs> that's why the thistle like saved Scotland. So that I didn't know that till yesterday. Oh, that's so cute.
0: <laughs> Isn't that cool? I love that story. Yes. It's like Home Alone. Well, and then like you start to think. That's so like funny. It alone. is like Home Alone. Well, and then like that's... if if you're trying to think of how to incorporate it in magic, you know, looking to different herbs yes. to incorporate into your magic. If you're doing some sort of protective Ooh, magic yeah, or defensive
1: magic, you might Oof. want to incorporate the thistle. Or some fucking thorny ass things that fall. There's mm-hmm. some of that stuff outside right now Those here in heads. Los Angeles. Like, Oof.
0: I've yes. stepped done a few. They're like rude.
1: cacti are protective. Yeah. That's something that grows around in Los mm-hmm. Angeles and California. And like they're surrounding my house and I fucking love it. Yeah. They're very Slash, protective. They're kind of scary. But yeah, like just knowing like you can plant cacti as protection. And you could deduce mm-hmm. that from the thistle story. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, things that are sharp, roses
0: roses juniper has thorns yeah. bougainvillea has thorns yeah, yeah. Bees
1: have stingers you could have start a bee mm-hmm. be in a beekeeper i don't know <laughs> i don't i don't know if i'd do that but
0: these are pretty people cool do that.
1: like yeah just pokey things as protection that's mm-hmm. kind of a universal you know thing mm-hmm. it's interesting huh it is it is it's so it's so fun to just like Look what's around. Because I don't live in Scotland, clearly. I can barely pronounce (laughs) anything in Scottish, even though I'm very Scottish. We are in the San
0: Fernando Valley. We are in the (laughs) San (laughs) Fernando Valley.
1: But this is why I'm doing research. Mm -hmm. Because even though I am an experienced magical practitioner, I don't know everything.
0: No, and I never will. And that's part of the fun. And that's part of the
1: fun. Mm -hmm. And you have to understand that connecting the dots to your ancestry is like a fun little journey that you mm-hmm. go on right absolutely
0: well mm. and like as a as an I see so many different clients of so many different diasporas so like I spend time not only digging into my own cultural folklore but like I try to read everybody's cultural folklore I try to research everyone's cultural folklore because I never know who's going to sit at my table yeah and it's usually whatever I feel inspired to dig into like that's who ends up showing up Mm -hmm. like I was reading a lot about Korean folklore at one point Mm -hmm. and then I started to have a lot of clients who have that background and then I was reading about Chinese folklore and then I had a lot of clients of that background it's just I think it's also really cool when we start investigating folklore of other places to see the patterns that repeat themselves in our own ancestral folklore, too. Like, that's fucking
1: like, I think that's so delicious. And that helps diversify the magical community Mm -hmm. and sort of take the layers off of this pagan Wicca like wave that Mm -hmm. has really take and it's okay, but it's like. It's, it's taken over since the 1980s 70s mm-hmm. the the general population of witches that are is they're like white pig that generation yeah. it's made it very
0: generic it's very generic and yeah. it's very
1: like it's all Celtic it's all and there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that because there's a rich Celtic like lore yeah but to like research other things like chinese and especially asian fucking folklore because that's like the origin of like cinderella was a chinese fairy tale
0: that's cool because they
1: bind to their feet okay and that's where the shoe Oops. thing came from but no, people don't know this. that
0: i read and while i was researching for the i don't know why i keep hitting this today i'm used to having a bigger chair I just talk with my hands. It's okay. okay. We're just your Italians <laughs> I'm very coming out animated. today. <laughs> um out. <laughs> flip the table. Um,
1: <laughs> <We're> <laughs> there's excited. A, there's an
0: Egyptian version of Cinderella as yeah. well. Yes. About like a Greek enslaved person who was probably like a prisoner of war type of vibe yeah. and she became like the Cinderella of that yeah. story um so it's interesting that you see this in in China you mm-hmm. see it in Egypt and then you also see it in like Grimm's fucking fairy tales in Europe, yeah peck the eyeballs out it's the like little the little bird. mermaid
1: also like they're pretty si- I found some Azorean stuff that mm-hmm. was similar and I know there's like African stuff that's mm-hmm. similar with water spirits and like there's Thai mermaids. it's not just Denmark uh-huh. you know what I mean or like right. Dan- or like Hans Christian Andersen <laughs> it's not, it's just, not just Hans Christian Andersen <laughs> yeah like, you know it's just if you start to understand that like other cultures have magical things in them mm-hmm. it's not just yours and it's not just European pagan shit, like Mm you will start to like respect other peoples. Practices, yeah, which I think is a goal, <laughs> and um, it's a not everyone goal. does. But and I think that helps like accept and diversify our yeah. community, our collective witchcraft yes. modern community. It helps
0: us to like show the ways we are different, but also find connections yeah. and we have bonding with one another, which is fucking yeah. cool. We
1: do have similar. It's a small world after all. It's a small world after <laughs> all. Oh my god! Can they make that ride, Like witchy? <laughs> okay. Oh my god. So. We
0: went to Disneyland last week. Oh, you did! We went on Tuesday, and it was a great day to go because no one
1: was there. And Were people boycotting the Splash Mountain renovation. Thank God, no. <laughs> it was I love still Princess open, and the though. Front. I thought God it was damn supposed it. to
0: be closed. It was open that day. Oh. I didn't go on it though. It's too cold. I don't. I don't like. To have wet pants while I'm walking through Disneyland on a 70 degree day. It's February. (laughs) It's too soon. Um, But we went on It's a Small World during the day, which I realized I've never been on that ride during the day. We usually go on at night. Mm. And how was it? I feel like some of those dolls are definitely haunted. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, like, yeah. definitely like how haunted. Many? Were you just, like, like one out of 50? Like, why did I
0: get a chill thinking no, about it? No, I did, it. too. What so the So, toward the exit, right, in the room when they're all in white, Oh, there's, like, a few dolls at the end where I started to get that, like, funky feeling. I was, like, oh, shiver, shiver. Um, that was oh, the only yeah. spot that I felt it. And, like, I looked at the dolls, and I was, like, ah! Like, there's something up right
1: there. So- well, dolls are, like, little effigies. They are. And they can contain, spirits like... Spirits love dolls. It's sympathetic. Like, mm-hmm. I think spirits might be attracted to them because they look like humans. Absolutely. Or they look like they did when they were alive, mm-hmm. right? That's mm-hmm. why dolls are all haunted as shit. Mm-hmm. Not all of them, but most of them. But a lot of them. I would say are fucking haunted, okay? Yeah. But... Like, you think about that space and how many people go through that all the time. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, was it an imprint of a memory? Yeah. Is it, like, a
0: spirit who came back? I'm, like, Googling, with did people die at Disneyland? Oh, they, like- oh, they
1: definitely have died
0: at Disneyland. <laughs> like, I don't know. But there were a couple dolls in there that I was like, ooh, that gives me
1: the How ick. fun.
0: Yeah. But, okay, I also come from a tradition where, like, spirit dolls are normal. Yeah. Like, I was gifted... Um, a doll of Maria Caridad when I was a baby and she still sits on my altar and I always get super self-conscious when people come over for the first time because I'm like, what are these people going to think about my giant like hmm. baby doll sitting on my altar? <laughs> I'm like, I'm that. Out. I've made spirit dolls yeah. when the spirits have asked me to. Um But yeah, I don't know how I got into this
1: tangent. No,
0: no, no. It's a good tangent. But good the next tangent. time you're at Disneyland and you're on It's a Small World's
1: Well, we should talk about fairy tales and children's like information too. Mm -hmm. Like, did you have any, I'll share one that my grandfather actually made up. Tell me. I was going to ask you to think about maybe in your family, if there were any that were just told to you, like in within your immediate nuclear kind of family that were like. Personal Like personal. Mm. So my grandpa, he's, he's passed. He used to tell us when we'd go camping in Yosemite, which is an extremely active place for a lot of different reasons. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. I spent a lot of time Mm -hmm. there as a child. And I think it affected me and my magic a lot, Mm -hmm. just being in that space. Um, But we used to go camping like all the time there. And my parents got married there actually in that church. And like, yeah, like it's a very special place. I haven't been in a long time. I feel like I'd be. We're going to go this summer. We should. Yeah. I'm all wee. Let's go. Yeah, you I'm gonna can invite come. you. I've been inviting myself, not you. You're okay. invited. I'm invited. So he would always tell us like around the campfire about these creatures called moonenglobbers. And if my cousin Megan is listening, I think she's the only one who listens to this. She will remember <laughs> this. And it was these creatures that looked like they lived in the trees. Mm-hmm. And they were like these monkey-like creatures creatures with green eyes like alien monkeys almost Mm -hmm. and they would um steal kids if they were i don't not even if they were bad just like but i think it was more of the like you better be good Mm -hmm. he would reach down and steal the kids and grab their hair and like take them to the top of like el capitan Mm. and like uh then hand them off to these elves that would then hold them for ransom until the parents like gave them what they want. And if they didn't, they'd roll them down the mountain and die.
0: Okay, listen, I think we need to bring back <laughs> scaring, like, like talking about the spooks in the night. I, Yeah. I, <laughs> because like the nighttime spirits, it's real. I know it's scary. It is real. I know it's scary. And I know a lot of us have been traumatized by these like stories of nighttime spirits, but that shit's fucking real. Yeah. And Hel- like, d- just like the d- a healthy fear of the dark is a good thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of the night, it's mm-hmm. a good thing. I get that we're witches and I love the moon and bathing under the moon. It's great. But I do not, I won't even take the trash out at night. If I leave something in my car, it's there until the morning. I'm not going out at night. Mm. It's not, f- it's not for me it's because not. like, like, okay, when you think about even the the stories in Appalachia yeah. about, like, the spirits in the trees at night, and there's also stories, like, all over Turtle Island about the spirits at night. Like, do they just suddenly go away because of Manifest Destiny? I don't fucking think so. No. Like, a healthy fear of the night is appropriate,
1: for The <laughs> Necessary. fear of forest, yes. vast forest lands. And, yeah, my grandpa was German, and I think has the Appalachia connection mm-hmm. actually. So, uh, yeah, that's interesting that you said that because, uh, yeah, like I that. Mean,
0: I sent you that TikTok of that yeah, Scottish yeah. guy who was talking about he was the like, nighttime let, spirits. It's like,
1: yeah, it's like that shit is no joke. It's no joke. Okay, and, and look, I like I appreciate the memes that are like. Which is, we are the darkness. If I see a motherfucking moon and glubber in I'm the going forest, inside. I'm peeing my pants and running away. Yeah. I'm just, you don't. I'm badass. I don't see you. But I'm not doing I'm, that. I'm badass, but I'm not stupid. Yeah. like, I'm <laughs>
0: badass, but I'm not, that, I'm not that badass. I'm not challenging the elder I'm spirits of the night. I'm not challenging elementals. Fuck no. Fuck Absolutely that. Absolutely not. I don't I don't need to prove anything. <laughs>
1: no, and that's what, nobody does. This is this is not a contest, okay? That
0: is so funny. I don't need to prove that
1: I'm not afraid. I am I am <laughs> fully
0: afraid. I'm 1000% afraid yeah. and I'm okay with it because I'm, I'm terrified. We had a lot of stories like that on <laughs> like from my Cuban family. There were yeah. lots of different spirits that come out at night if you don't go to sleep, if you don't go to sleep. and I thought it was my abuela's way of terrorizing us into going to sleep, which is Awful. <laughs> awful but also i get it (laughs) i get it i also get it because it's real those spirits of the and that's why like winter you stay inside because all the extra we talked about this in the yule episode there's more of those spooks that come out since there's more longer nights like Mm -hmm. that shit's real that shit's real but to answer your question we didn't really have like family stories like that we mostly have family lore like, my mom's mom knows all of the tea about every single family member <laughs> as far back as possible. That's cool. And so we always would talk about, instead of, like, fairy tales, it was always like, oh, that's your Aunt Eva. First she married this man, then she married a Russian. These are all of the kids. This was the man she was having an affair with. I love you, <laughs> Aunt Eva. Um, <laughs> she's passed, but... Um, like, that was really the lore that we talked about. Mm-hmm. And... I feel like that kind of becomes folklore too. Yeah. Even if it's just for your own family, like mm-hmm. telling the stories about the people the who came tea. before you, the tea of the people who came there's before a few you. Of that in
1: my family like, too. Like that's
0: my favorite
1: kind of folklore. And there's lessons yeah. in there. <laughs> there are lessons in there. Mm -hmm. oh that's so fun Mm -hmm. they get detailed too my grandpa used to oh yeah i remember he told my cousin one of my male cousins like shaved his head and he's like oh you're safe this year because they can't grab your hair like it was like a whole i wouldn't wear ponytails (laughs) it's a whole ass thing gotta braid it
0: and keep it low i think they're real i
1: believe in them but you start to believe in them and that makes it more real and they're fu- i you, i used to like thought i saw them like green eyes in the trees
0: you probably and I did i probably did like i've been to yosemite awani a few times and like it is so dense yeah with spirit activity and i've only been during the day we don't sleep in there we sleep oh, in the hotel outside we of the park camp, at night camp,
1: like, i told brian i shit. won't sleep in there
0: i'm like why, why would i set I myself
1: up <laughs> Why would I set myself they, up? We are so dumb. My family is so They don't white. want us here. No, we, <laughs> went to a, we went to a clearing that was a circular clearing with all surrounded by woods. That's a setup. And we went and sat there to look at the stars. That's a setup. That's a fucking trap. For stupid people. For tasty humans. And then... No, literally, because then there were fucking bears, like, surrounding. Like, oh, my God. I remember that shit. Like, what the fuck? I remember being very close to bears multiple occasions. Mm. They're not grizzlies. <laughs> they but they're still... Hungry. ...fucking bears. <laughs> no. That's nah, not for me. That, like, you hit mosquitoes, and there's just blood all over your head. Like, it's like, why? Yeah. It's
0: a hard pass. Camping is... I love it. I love being there. Yeah, I love the river.
1: Just... I love it, too. The meadow. And but like, I won't sleep there. It's just very strange. Yeah. It's and for a reason. I'm going to sleep in cat. Like, I can't do that. No. Anymore.
0: I Even in hotels, I have to bring like a bell oh, yeah. and like do yeah, all the cleansing yeah, before I can go. I set up like yeah. a mini altar. Yeah. No.
1: It on, yeah. It depends on where we're, where we're going. I don't care if it's Vegas. Hey new orleans like oh, i stayed in a haunted hotel in new orleans, orleans. oh my you god got a ding, 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 ding. no mike remembers that i'm, I'm just not gonna shit. leave my house i couldn't go to sleep i was like there are ghosts okay here. when i
0: stayed at the roosevelt i couldn't oh. sleep i could hear them talking to me all night long and i, I hate that i had stayed there by myself because i had gotten frustrated with my husband it was like one of our biggest fights Ooh, and of went to the, the, the ten Roosevelt. years. Yeah, I, I was like, I'm booking a room at <laughs> the, the Rose Roosevelt. Belt. I got a cabana room. Ooh, I'm yeah. like, I'm not fucking around. I'm getting a balcony. I'm drinking coffee on the pat on the patio. Yeah. Like I treated myself. That's nice. Um
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just make Mike sleep on the couch. I was like, I'm late. I didn't want
0: anybody to bother me. You know, you sleep. Yeah, Mike I sleeps know, on the couch. Nobody's asking his you for energy. Snacks. Still bothers me. I didn't want. I was. The I was like fed men. up with like all the momming I of it that. all, and so I just I had to. Mom had to leave for twenty four hours. That's totally fine. <laughs> but I could not sleep yeah. because of all of the energy at that hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Which okay brings me to my next idea around folklore because this is making me think of marilyn monroe yeah. and that new movie blonde which yeah. i recently i haven't watched it yeah um i watched most of it like i read that it's actually a work of f- fiction it's like all it, fiction
1: look here's my take on this film i didn't finish it i got and it wasn't because i had to turn it off or whatever i think it's like it's just really it is a based on a book of fiction mm. but it's it's. I think that people have like this angelic like perfect like view of Marilyn Monroe and they don't want to tarnish that with all this like uh, sexual assault and the, like a very microscope like a very like holding up a microscope to like the trauma in her life Aww. that may or may not have occurred. I think I do agree that it would have been better as like Naming her a different character and having her be like a Marilyn Monroe esque. Right. I think people would be less butthurt about it. Yeah. But I thought it was a, it was a, you know how sometimes you don't want to see trauma too much, but.
0: Yeah, I can't. I think it's
1: just sort of, yeah, it's very like that, but it's like highlighting like what women go through and people go through and maybe what she had gone through mm. or similar situations and saying this happens like this is like the sad parts of why of hollywood she may or may not have been the way she was and and of hollywood and mm. i was like why are people so i get it it's, it's very traumatizing and it's triggering mm. but like i didn't find it like and she was great in it mm. she the acting was great and i didn't i she's didn't she's a find cuban it to be, right What's her name? Ana de Armas. Yeah. Yeah, she's Cuban. Yeah. I just thought it, she was beautiful and did a really great mm-hmm. job. But but anyway, that's my take on blonde.
0: <laughs> um. But what this makes me think of is between like blonde and I just finished watching the Pamela Anderson documentary yes. this morning, which yes. was so good. Yes. Long live Pam. Um, the way pop culture is. Is becoming folklore now. And thinking, I was thinking a lot about like Pam and Tommy Lee and like the tabloids and all of the stories and ideas that were coming out about them all of the time. And really, like, this becomes a part. Of our lore as mm-hmm. Angelinos, mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Her, like, leaving... I think they were leaving the Viper Room when, like, Tommy Lee got arrested for, like, hitting a paparazzi who was, like, yeah. all up in Pam's mm-hmm. face and asking her where her kids were at yeah. 4 a.m. she was like, they're with my mom. Yeah, like, like, I never leave my house. They're with my mom. Like, and then I think about the Viper Room and oh, all of yeah. the other connections, like... Um, river phoenix Phoenix and the viper room and just i don't know there's something about sunset boulevard and just it's changed so much it doesn't look the way it used to look the whiskey the rainbow room um all of these places are like our recent lore yeah and that's i don't know kind of
1: cool to me in a like the peg entwistle hollywood sign thing yeah like that and like it's kind of cool to, like, have, live in a place with so much, like, history and, like, mm-hmm. the Roosevelt and, like...
0: Yeah, the Roosevelt is somewhere where Maryland stayed yeah. and so many different people mm-hmm. stayed there. The Knickerbocker and the all Knickerbocker, these, like, yeah.
1: hotels that are still even, standing. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, there Yeah, there's just so many, like, interesting places mm-hmm. in your surrounding area that even, like, my hometown, and this isn't my hometown, but, like, my home hometown, there was all this, like, other... There's, like, the white lady and all, you know, like, all these, like, cool, like, folklore within folk, like, just within your area. Your neighborhood. It's really interesting. Local lore. That kind of stuff. I
0: think that's cool. Like, folklore never stops being created. They're Mm -hmm. just more and more layers get added Mm -hmm. on to the legends. And it's just interesting to think about how, like, the 80s, 90s right now are all going to be a part of the folklore of this city. yeah you know 50 years from now 100 years from now
1: yeah and it'll be and it's interesting to see like what kind of biases it'll be told through mm-hmm. or like what it or maybe some of those biases will be retold and disappeared. absolutely yeah as we like learn how to be good people mm-hmm. in this world you know yeah or yeah it's it's a very interesting mm-hmm. I know. there's no ne- it's never ends never it ends never ends do we
0: want to give any like tips on how to start researching? I guess we talked about it a little bit in the beginning.
1: I would say to I like straight up Google, you know, books on Scottish lore, for instance, mm-hmm. and then you can you know read reviews mm-hmm. and or you can ask other people in the community. Um, there's just so many resources to like find these things. Mm-hmm.
0: You can even go to a
1: library. I was going to say,
0: ask a librarian. (laughs) Librarians fucking, they know everything about the library. And if you ask them what you're interested in, like they will help you find it.
1: Or a local historian if you're in like Mm -hmm. a smaller area where there's a lot of like magical folklore. Yeah. Like that would, or yeah. Or learn about like where, obviously like find out what your ancestry is. Mm -hmm. Because like we're saying, like you're, what's in your blood is going to be the most beneficial to you. Mm -hmm. And so if you don't know that, that's a good place to start. And whether that if you're not into doing the DNA things, which are skewed and biased in their own way, sometimes, Mm -hmm. then you can talk to family. You can, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, use divination. Mm -hmm. Maybe if you know where some grave sites are for your family members are buried and things like there's, there's a lot of ways to, to go about mm-hmm. that but to to sort of avoid just doing what's popular in in the in the culture in our mm. witchcraft culture right now because a lot of it is skewed with like wiccan values and like pagan which is fine if that's what you're into but it's a lot of whitewashing mm-hmm. with stuff and a lot of just doing what's popular using palo santo because it's popular right <laughs> Do, using white sage mm-hmm. because it's popular. Things like that, where it's like those not, aren't necessarily for all of us to mm-hmm. use, and aren't necessarily like beneficial to all of us. And then thinking, what are some alternatives? And then reading a book like this, and then saying, oh, like a thistle or whatever, you know, yeah, you know, or absolutely.
0: like,
1: yeah, like pine cones, or I don't know, just something that's that's native to like where you're from, because that's so cool. Mm-hmm. That's so specific, and I think like the more specific you get, the more like personalized it is mm-hmm. and that's that's i i think it's one of the most fun things about being a witch and is creating your own mm-hmm. practice and like your own little set of like your own little language right yeah like your own little topography of like a mini. Mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm imagining like a mini diorama like in beetlejuice like <laughs> ooh, here's the little house and like here's the little thing and mm-hmm. it's just like this fun little space especially if you're like mixed race like yeah. that's there's so many different things you have, right? So and it's many. Like, it's cool, and sometimes mm-hmm. it's more difficult, but
0: it's like, where do I begin?
1: Yeah, and and <laughs> yeah, and what, like, and you might be called to like, like, yeah, I have like Lithuanian blood in me, so I'm like, oh fuck, I have a whole other like Baltic <laughs> thing to like figure Explore, out, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, how cool is that?
0: Mm-hmm. I've been listening to a lot of really good folklore podcasts. I am shocked by how many there are yeah like, the, oh there's so many so 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 many from so many different cultures all over the world yeah. and I, like I sometimes struggle with reading like I do I think a lot of people I do. barely got
1: through reading that shit. yeah like I was like <laughs> totally focused on reading it out loud like I was in school
0: sometimes I buy the book and the audiobook and have them yeah. read to me while I'm reading but I love I love um audiobooks. Podcasts, podcasts? and audiobooks for that type oh, of Oh, we're stuff. doing one right yeah. now. I like totally forgot. We're on a podcast. On I don't know head. if you know this. <laughs> Maybe I can link some of my favorite
1: podcasts um on yeah, our Patreon. We should do that. I'll do that. Um, but yeah, there's even Azorian stuff, like mm-hmm. for instance, there's this there is a podcast it's very hard to find, like native Azorian, like old school speakers like Mm -hmm. speaking uh the language and because it's a different dialect than like mainland portuguese Mm -hmm. um so it's hard to you know sort of that's what i was gonna say too like learn the language Mm. that's what i'm trying to do and uh sometimes when you start speaking it and your voice starts getting into that mindset things will come up
0: yeah totally
1: Mm -hmm. um but there is there's like a podcast where this woman is interviewing her mom who grew up in the Azores about like the different islands and all this shit. So mm-hmm. there's you got to sift through things like a thrift store. You kind of got a thrift uh, sift totally. through different things sometimes, but there's a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good point about podcasts.
0: Well, I'm going to save um. our questions for Yeah, our next episode. Yeah. Cuz we have a little treat next episode. We do. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah do you have any spirit candy i've been getting a lot of juniper things really silly yeah. stuff <laughs> like i've been seeing her i saw her through like i have cat the cacti mm-hmm. that's weird the cacti outside of my office window they're very big mm-hmm. and there was a reflection like, when the sun's setting, it casts a shadow. And yeah. it looked like the cacti was casting a shadow. But there was, like, an eye. <laughs> and it looked like a side view of, like, her was, like, fucking... Like, we talked about her looking, like, yeah kind of. And it, I just saw it at the right time when the sun was setting. And I was like, I see you. Yes! Like, hey. And it was funny. I actually posted that on Instagram. And one of our listeners went, Juniper? And I was like, oh! <gasps> Juniper was happy about that. This Juniper likes to...
0: Yeah, juniper likes to be
1: seen. Likes to be seen and spread. Yeah, so it's, that's so cute. Yeah. I, oh, my God. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Um, but no, I think that's kind I've of. I've been cute. seeing a lot of, like,
0: fey lately. Yeah,
1: me too. Oh, and my I'm God, And I'm like, me am too. I
0: losing it? Yeah. No,
1: it's the time. I've it's the time to see that I've a lot of fey lately. The water brought in a lot. And all the little mushrooms that we don't normally have mm. and all this, like, little overgrowth that yeah. we're getting in the spring oh my god like my garden right now like is so
0: active and, yeah. nice and healthy
1: and it's like making them very healthy.
0: lots of like air type of fae I've been running into and I like blink and then you know they're gone but I'm mm-hmm. like <gasps> what's going on <laughs>
1: yeah it's, it's been really nice mm-hmm. I've Winter is rough for me, so it was... Me too. I think for a lot of people. I'm so glad we're getting out of that. Yeah. Oh, so my that's God. Been, yeah. Blessed really, in bulk. Blessed in bulk to mm-hmm. you. And to you. And to you, and thank you. <laughs> thank you. And thank you again for listening <laughs> to this episode. We hope that you found some sort of morsels of knowledge mm-hmm. in uh, in what we had to say. And, and if if you're listening, if you're watching us
0: on YouTube... Leave your favorite folklore stories in the comments. We would yeah. love to see
1: that. We would absolutely yeah. love to see that. And that might help uh, someone else that's maybe looking yes, for it. Yeah, absolutely. For it. So feel free to chat amongst yourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, my dears. I loved that. Th- I, sa- I just re- like had a flashback to the end of Mrs. Doubtfire, oh,
1: my with- <laughs> who is- has a weird Scottish yeah. accent. <laughs>
0: Well, my darlings, well, my darlings, thank you for watching Third Eye
1: Bind. Be sure to give us a call on the Third Eye line or DM us because that's what it is. DM us. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow the podcast at Third Eye Bind Pod on Instagram. There, submit your questions via the Third Eye line by sending us a voice message or text DM. The show is available wherever you listen to podcasts and for you to watch on YouTube. Get early access to episodes and even monthly one-on-one sessions with us by joining our Patreon. Find us at patreon.com slash third Eye bind. Third is produced and edited by Mike Realm. Hosted by Caitlin Grania and Laura Wong. Music by Mike Realm. Set design by Laura Wong. You can find Laura on Instagram at Co. And you can find Caitlin at Caitlin.Grania.